Welcome to the Waybox podcast. My name is Tally Rye. I'm a personal trainer and fitness influencer. And my name is Ben Foy, managing director and co-founder of Waybox, the brand behind the podcast. And this is your convenient way to get a deeper insight into your favorite influencers, the business of health and fitness, and the topics that we really believe matter. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. You can find us on all major podcast apps. And of course, let us know what you think on Instagram at the Waybox podcast. Welcome back to the Waybox podcast. Today we are joined by professional dancer and founder of Scene on Screen Dance, Bonnie Parsons. Mm-hmm. Hello. Welcome. Welcome, Bonnie. Thank you very much. How are you today? I am wonderful. No complaints. Why are you wonderful? What's so good about today? Um, well, quite honestly, we're doing a big event for Elle at the end of November. <gasps> yes. Awesome. And Lululemon is sponsoring. And they invited me to go down to their store this morning and I could just choose what I wanted. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> nope. Oh. I thought all oh, my Christmas days would literally yeah, come yeah. at once. So, wonderful. That is wonderful. That, that is wonderful. <laughs> that, if, you're, if you're a fitness girl, that is like kid in a that candy store, like, isn't it? That was like gone to heaven yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then... But then also hard to choose because then there's so many I things. I know. I felt like that. We were at the till putting everything through and I was like, oh God. Was it like something else? Anything? You're allowed anything. Pardon? We just allowed to take anything. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. But within, re- like, yeah, I yeah. like within you reason, but you anything couldn't quickly I wanted, hire a truck I, and then. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately not. Okay. Um, yeah. Which was amazing. It was so fun, um, and it does make you, th- as you think of as a business person, all of the crap you have to deal with. That you know, that's a nice little payoff there. These are the perks. These are the perks. Yeah, yeah. Then I get to come and chill with you guys. <laughs> um, so actually, you sound like a lady of so leisure. I'm mean, right. I know. Who knew that you've got <laughs> such a dance empire? Um, that you're building breezy, yeah. yeah okay so I I've met you doing your dance classes I've done a couple of your workshops and they are the most fun ever um and you are such a positive energetic force and you. you're so lovely to be around however I only know you in that context so yeah. I thought it'd be really nice today to chat to you get to know you how you got into dance mm-hmm. and why you started scene on screen because I think um just from doing a bit of research, I think we're so on the same wavelength and it's really I feel exciting. the vibes. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. the vibes too. Mm-hmm. And I feel that when we meet, so. Yeah. Um, so where where did you grow up? Where's, where did young Bonnie... I grew up in Birmingham. Did you? <laughs> mm-hmm. I grew up in Moseley. That's where I, I first, first grew up, which is just outside of Birmingham City Centre. Then I moved to Solihull. Solihull. You really don't have an accent though. No, I know. Well, I left when I was 16. I moved to Hertfordshire. Then I moved to New York, Los Angeles, London. Oof. Wow. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Nice. Yes. Right. <laughs> Woo. So, yeah. how? when did you start dance lessons? I started dance lessons when I was about five, four mm. or five, and my mum made me go. So my mum trained as a ballet dancer at the same school I ended up going to when I was 16. Oh, really? And so I was in all the ballet gear, and it was at a local town hall, and I just remember it being incredibly cold. Yeah. And I didn't like the cold. And I was like, I'm not going. She was like, you're going. You need ballet lessons. <laughs> like, I'm not going. So I didn't go. Uh, absolutely hated ballet. I still don't. I love ballet as an art, but it doesn't vibe with me at all. Mm. I respect it and need it, but I don't particularly like it. And it wasn't until I moved schools when I was nine. And I just recently saw them all at a wedding, which was nice. But the girls in the playground were doing disco dance routines. And oh, I so thought disco is like a particular genre. Isn't disco it? is basically what we do. It was the closest to what I do now. Yeah, it was like music video style. Yeah, MTV, Top of the Pops. Style. And they do crazy. Um, I always think of disco 
dancers as doing loads of tricks. So it's like, put your ear up. Yeah, like up by your ear. Yeah. Who can do the splits? And I had a couple of friends that did disco dancing. You'd have like crazy bright costumes. Yes. All of that. Like big, yeah, fluorescent of pink and like, yeah. Mm. I mean, like sparkles and sparkles. Think strictly, but like disco dancing. Strictly, but like with Jane Fonda mixed in. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, they were doing the these really, really cool dance routines in the playground and they were also really cool girls. I definitely wanted to be in their crew. And I was like, where do you do this? And they went to someone called High Brise, like High Brian, High Brise. Oh. Um, owned by this guy called Brian every Tuesday. So I started going to dance classes with them and then I started doing like a few disco competitions and people were very encouraging. One woman said, you're going to be on TV one day. <laughs> and I was, Little did they know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, which at the time I thought, as a pop star, you know, yeah. obviously. As Britney. Offs. Um, and then it went from there. And then I didn't, I just did it on the side. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then about 14, something switched in me and I was like, okay, I think I really, really love this. Mm. And then I went to a Britney Spears concert. And again, it was just like something went in within me and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Um, That's so cool to know so young that that was your passion. Yeah. I'm very grateful that my parents let me do it mm. um and do you have um siblings yes and they're doing similar things so my sister's a makeup artist incredibly successful makeup artist yeah. um my brother's in festivals and events in los angeles so it's just very creative wow. yeah my parents are creative my dad was in the music industry and my yeah. mom was too so they were quite open-minded to it um but it's funny my friend who i re- who was surprised when we were on tour a few of my school friends came and surprised me in birmingham Oh. Which was really nice. and So going back to your tour, so yeah. just saying, so Scene on Screen, which is Bonnie's company, has just done a tour of the UK where you've taken classes outside of London yes. and gone to different studios across the country and taught yes. your workshops. Yeah, which was incredible. Yeah, you were talking about this before we started recording. You were surprised at just like how well received it is outside of London because everyone just yeah. tends to stay in London, don't they? Yeah. Um, I think there's a misconception that there isn't necessarily a demand for it outside mm. of London. I don't know what it is, or I think sometimes running studios is so time-consuming, mm. so capital-intensive. There isn't yeah. enough hours or enough pounds in the bank to do anything other than run your studio, mm. um, which is why I think maybe sometimes people get so focused on London. I'm not yeah. sure. I really don't know. Yeah. But um Going outside of London, women have the same issues, they have the same insecurities, they have the same motivations, but they don't have anywhere to really channel that. Yeah, there's nowhere to express that. There's There's nowhere nowhere to express that. There really isn't. It's Zumba or body pump. So true. And that's why I love your classes, because I feel like you get to, yeah, express yourself. Yeah. There's no right or wrong to it. Have a bit of an alter ego sometimes. It's fun. It's amazing. It's It's so fascinating. I think the psychology of it inspires me just as much as the dance side mm. because I think alter egos used to be something about putting a mask on and becoming yeah. someone else but I actually think it's taken a mask off and be- actually having the freedom to express a bit more of an aggressive side or a bit more of a vulnerable mm. side those sides you can't show on a day-to-day or yeah. that you don't can't even tap verbally into verbally communicate no. it's like I can't verbally say this but I can physically express this yeah it's, it's really cool yeah and so was that your experience growing up? Did you feel like dance was a way you expressed yourself? And as you got later into your teens, was that something you felt a way to communicate? Yeah, and it was. I, I struggled at school because I'm dyslexic, as I think a lot of entrepreneurs are, yeah. loads of dancers are, um, which meant that 
I just was so frustrated all the time. So I would act up. Um, my best friend, who's now my best friend, the reason we're friends is because she was a goody two shoes and sat on the at the front of class on her own, and I was really naughty at the back. So they made me sit next to her. As I, I can't <laughs> even imagine you being naughty though. I, but I didn't. They, it was so frustrating at being yeah. at school. They would be like, "Try harder." You know, could do well if yeah, if worked. Yeah. And Cheers. I was like. I can't. I can't do. Mm, you know, yeah. two plus two to me equals six, and you're telling me it's four. I don't understand. Yeah. You know, my brain is wired differently. Um, so, being able and then sports, art, anything creative, I just flourished at. But so, it did wasn't... you do sports at school as well? Yeah, I smashed it. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> what was your favourite? Um, I love netball, but I was probably better at hockey, swimming, high jump, sprinting. Oh, so you just did it all. And did you find that? It. The, the kind of fitness aspect of sport really helped in your dancing? Yeah, because it, it made me very strong. But I'm... dancing is so physical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. are athletes. Yes, very much so. Well, you are an athlete, I should say. Yeah, not so much anymore. <laughs> um, but, oh, you have to be. Yeah. You have to be a mental athlete, which, wow. athlete, I mean, athletes are. But, um, but, yeah, I just physically always thrived. And then dance was something that came very easily to me, very naturally to me. Do you have really good memory? Because that was, so I I don't know if you're new to listening to this podcast. I went to drama school and did dance classes and I was a newbie. So that wasn't my strength. Okay. But the thing I could never do was remember it. Like yeah. I could do, I could do the steps, but then tell me to do the steps in order, in sequence and remember like two or three minutes of choreography. That, that's no. the bit that literally like baffles me because I'm just a horrific dancer. Like, I'm literally like wooden. Give me so, an hour. <laughs> no, can we do a special like <laughs> boys only? Special, uh, boys zone. Can we? Boys zone. <laughs> but, <laughs> that, but, but that remembering bit because like you have to like you have to like flick your fingers and your hair in a very specific way and then your feet are going all over and I'm like how how do you know how do you remember how to do that in not just like in 30 seconds but like how how long can because a routine be? Connected to, you're not just dancing to thin air. Yeah, mm. it's connected to. So you remember the all beat, the cute, the, the lyrics. But even that's really fast paced. That's extremely it's tiny story, cues though. from music. So, like, so. if for example, I've just recently choreographed a little mix's new song, Joan of Arc, mm. banger. I've heard yeah. that. Yes, and banger. I'm <laughs> choreographing based on the beats, the lyrics. Um, so it's something that. It just comes... Do you, do you break it down into tiny little pieces? Very so much so. Is, or is, do you start by listening to the whole song and then you kind of paint that so, story yeah, in your head? I listen to the song a lot. Piece I've, it around. The whole way yeah. through. Listen to it again and again and again. Yeah. And then I start seeing a routine in my head. And then I start dancing it and start piecing it together. And then that works. That doesn't work. And it takes about half an hour to come up with it. Wow. Half um, an hour? That's actually... Knocking them out of the park. We have to. So when we do prep sessions, for example, which is where uh, scene on screen dancers get together, we choreograph a routine, film it, put it on socials. That's all done in two hours. Wow. Choreographed, practiced, Mm. filmed, done. Wow. But that's what we're great at. That's what we're That's why you're professionals. And And I'm stood in the corner with a drink watching everyone else dance. But it's something where you can... Because sometimes you teach and you go, oh my God, what is next? I have no idea. (laughs) But you hear a lyric and you'll remember that you choreographed something, you know, if it's something about the time, you might do that as a move, pointing to something. She's pointing to a pretend watch on her wrist. Yeah, Yeah. if you watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's ways, there's ways of of remembering it. Mm. And also... You'll do a, a combination, a routine. It's just 
lots of sometimes the same moves. Yeah. Just different variations of it. So going back a little bit. Mm. So you got in, you knew dancing was your thing at 14. Yes. But you went to train at 16. Yes. So where did you go? I went to Arts Educational Tring Park, Mm -hmm. which is now just called Tring Park. Um, But what I was saying about the girl that interrupted, uh, sorry, that came to the Birmingham session on tour, apparently in French, we'd been told that we had to say what we wanted to be when we grow up. Yeah. So I said to my French teacher, how do you say I want to dance for Britney Spears? And my French teacher laughed and said, you can't do that as a job. And I said, no, I'm doing it. (laughs) Tell me how to say it. (laughs) I do not remember doing that, but she did it. And I certainly don't remember how to say it in French. But I knew. So... I was 14, um, so I knew I needed to do my GCSEs. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of went with it, got my GCSEs out of the way, got diagnosed as dyslexic, had a fantastic dyslexia teacher, got my GCSEs, great. And then because I'd got moved next to Danny, my best friend, who was really good, she'd got... Copied her work. Well, she'd got into (laughs) training. She wanted to go to drama school. So she comes into school one day and was like, oh, I'm actually going to go to this drama school called Tring. And I was like, oh, my mum went there. My mum went to Tring. So I was like, oh... I'm going to audition. She was like, oh, my God, come with me, Bonnie, come with me. Because we'd meet up at lunchtime and, like, write songs together. And <gasps> oh. I know, it's quite cute. And um, and I auditioned and basically just talked my way in, blagged it. It was a terrible audition. Really? Yeah. Was it a musical theatre audition? Yes. So I had to sing, dance, and act. Mm. It was awful. Was dancing always your strength? I thought so. They had other ideas because they're a top, top, top mm. ballet school. So mm. they feed into the Royal Ballet. So I come in having done disco dance classes once a week. Um, and Which doesn't have the same level of technique. It's not as... No. Um, what's the word I'm thinking? So ballet is so... It's the same moves. In the, like Whatever ballet class you're going to go to, it's pretty much going to have the same key yes. elements. There's a ballet dictionary. Yes, and there is. Yes. Do dancers tend to be quite multidisciplined and you can change between each? Or does it tend to be that this is my style, I'm best with this? You have a discipline of everything and then you hone in on your style yeah. that you're going to specialise in. Yeah, okay. And so you did musical theatre training for your whole time at Tring? Yes. And how was that? Did you think, I'm going to go into the West End and do West no. End stuff? I wanted to be on the dance course, but I wasn't good enough to get into the dance course. Uh, so I did musical theatre because I knew that I could I could sing and I, yeah. could, I was like, I guess I can act. But I wanted to dance, but that's the only way I knew I was going to be able to get in. How did you find going to college at 16? Because I went and I was 21 okay. when I went. And I found it very emotionally turbulent, would be really? the word. Yeah, I found it really hard. Um, and sometimes, sometimes it's fantastic and like, I no regrets. But um, other times, it's I saw the people who were younger than me, because I was a bit older, I saw the people younger than me really struggle with certain aspects of the course, mm-hmm. with maybe body image, with things like that. How did you find that? Body image is incredibly difficult and there was lots of anorexia and there was mm. lots of uh, being in a leotard. And tights is... All day. Yeah. Every day. Next to a ton of girls. It's never going to be healthy, really. Mm. So eating orders was just a general thing. You'd see it all the time. People mm. weirdly eating at lunchtime, like playing with their food and not eating it. Mm. So that was just that was just something. Yeah. People would leave for six weeks because they'd have to go and go to like eating order di- rehab wow. Wow. and come back. But it was just part of... It was just the norm. It was the norm, yeah. Um, How did you feel like the staff dealt with it? They kind of expected it. I don't think they... Um, the old school way of dance, especially in ballet, it's just a very toxic... Neg- mm. It's 
kind of an accepted underbelly almost. Kind of, I guess so. It's more of a, it's the opposite of what's seen on screens about now. Mm. So they have their favourites and mm. everyone else is just a waste of time because yep. their favourites are going to go to the Royal Ballet and then they're going to make them look good. Or I, I don't know. So it's incredibly competitive. But I was very, very, very lucky with the year I had. And then my, they were my bridesmaids, they're my sisters. Oh, I love that. We all live together. Mm. Bonnie recently got married and she did put a little clip of um, your bridesmaids singing at your wedding. Yeah. <sighs> so I, I wrote songs and I was in a girl band for a bit, long story. And so I wrote music and the songwriters I wrote with, like they wrote for Little Mix now, they're huge songwriters. <sighs> wow. I know, it's amazing. And um, I wrote this song for my now husband and I love it. Oh. So I was like, will you sing it for me? <laughs> <laughs> did you cry? Oh my god! <laughs> I would it be was bawling. so emotional. I got to the end of the aisle. I'm not, I'm used to being in front of people. Yeah. yeah. So walking down the aisle, I was with my dad. I was just, which was lovely. And go, hi everyone, hi hi. I get to the end, and my husband is had been hiding because he couldn't look at me because he was crying. When I see a man cry, that is what really <sighs> gets me. I but I think he gave because he was like the groom, so he was the man of the day. It gave permission to all the other men to cry yeah and yeah. I saw him at the end of the hour crying so my natural instinct was to hug him so I pulled him into this massive hug then I just went <laughs> <laughs> and he was crying so we're crying on each other everyone else starts crying um and then my bridesmaid Abby at the end of the song she has to it's like to love you and she's like to <laughs> to to love I can't do it Aww. so we were all crying and um so that how long nice. ago did you write that song how long ago? Like eight years ago. Wow. Had you met him then? Yeah, it's about him. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. It was always about him. It wasn't about yeah. the man you're going to marry. No, no, no. It was about him. Oh. Is he a good yeah. dancer? No. no. Well, yes, he is. But not professional. Not professional. Okay. He is. So that first dance was absolutely dynamite. It was great. It was really. <laughs> Did well, he choreograph it? My, no. My friend Christabel, who is an excellent Latin and ballroom choreographer, choreographed it. Yeah, you had to, I Like if I was you, I'd be like. We are having a choreographed dance. Oh, yeah. It would be wrong not yeah. to. But so Johnny and I's first date. So Jonathan's a software developer. He's in technology. Complete opposite to me. Mm. Complete brainiac. And uh, our first date was we ended up going to a bar until 3 a.m. And they were playing. It was around here in Old Street. And they were playing, I don't know, like housey techno music, what Johnny was into. I was just rolling with it. Like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. And... Uh, he just started dancing and I was just like, just, I don't know, I, I just really respected the fact that he he went for it, even though technically he can't dance. And he knew you were a dancer as well. Yep, and he just went for it and I love that. So and, and it made me feel less pressured to be like a dancer and just yeah. to move and to have fun and and it's carried on like that ever since. Oh, <laughs> that's lovely. Yeah. That is lovely. It's, you, you have to have, have be with someone who you, you can be totally comfortable around. Exactly, and the same for him. So I've always, I, I love that he just expresses himself. Mm. He's got a signature move, which is quite <laughs> cute. <What> is <laughs> he does this like thing with his hips, <laughs> 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 um, uh, which I like, yeah. Oh, well, it's all worked out because you're married, so it's mm -hmm. all worked out. Definitely. Um, I'm going to rewind again. Yeah. Um, so when did you graduate? When you were 19? When I was 18. You're 18, okay. So I was 16 to 18 at Tring, which was... I can Is that like doing sixth form then? Exactly. Okay. So we did our A-levels in the morning. I did drama and art. By the time I got out and done my GCSEs, I was like, peace yeah. out. Yeah. I am yeah. never doing an exam again. <laughs> when I did my A-levels, 
I because my mum was like, you've got to get A levels before you can go to drama school. I literally did no revision. I was like, you don't need um, you don't need qualifications to be an actress. You don't need qualifications to perform. I've got talent, darling. Like, <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I I genuinely haven't needed them. Same. Same. And I thought, I, like, I love history. I put that in my fun fact. And I, I, I got an A-star at history. I, I'm very good at it, I have to say. I loved history too. There you go. Creative minds, hey? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I love learning about the way, why the world is the way it is. Same. So fascinating. Mm. Um, but I decided not to do it as an A-level because I thought it would ruin my passion for history. <laughs> so I didn't That's do true. it. Um, so, yeah, during, there was definitely ups and downs. I kept getting put in the bottom set. And I had to push against that. And I graduated in the top, but yes. it took a lot of doing. And the people around me, my girlfriends, were so supportive. That's really nice. So, so yeah. your girlfriends at college or were they outside of college? At college. We all yeah. lived together. That's so nice because I think often in that environment, like you say, it can be a very toxic, competitive environment. Yes. And sometimes it's hard to think that the people, you're there, you're like, we're technically competition. You this are because you're going up for the same, same roles. Jo- yeah, and, same roles, you know, same you always jobs. want to be successful. And yeah, and but to actually find genuine friendship in that environment, I think is lovely. And it yeah. makes the experience it can make the experience it can make it or break it absolutely mm. completely agree and so you graduated when you were 18 yes and that's when you started dancing professionally yes <gasps> kind of well I graduated when I was 18 mm. and then I moved to London and then I got an opportunity to go to New York and train so long story short I went to New York um, which I don't blame you I know dream. I was like oh my god dancing dream <laughs> went to New York and trained at the Broadway Dance Centre in New York and then I went to Los Angeles and trained. It's called Millennium. Dance I've seen Complex. all these um, studios on YouTube because yeah. I don't know about you, but I can get stuck in the vortex of watching dancers yeah. do really cool routines. Yeah. They now like do like really high it's production amazing. value videos, don't they? Mm-hmm. It, they're <sighs> the new music video. They are, and they're just relentless. I just like once you watch one, then you're like, oh my goodness, I need to watch this. I need to watch it's this. It's so inspiring. Yeah. It's so inspiring. In my head, I can do what they're doing. <laughs> in reality, I absolutely can't. <laughs> in my head, I'm right there with them. Yeah. Ready to take yeah. my turn. It's really phenomenal to see how it's grown. But when I went, there was none of that going on. There was no filming or it was... There Whereas sometimes now, those classes are just all about getting an Instagram video. Yeah. And there's a lot of hype in our industry. Like, you know, you are there to train. You're not there. It's not all about Instagram. But in some respects, it kind of is in a way. But if you're crap, then it's not going to look very good on Instagram. So Yeah. Um, but yeah, I trained there. And I did that for about a year, on and off. And then I started working probably when I was 19. Was that still in the States or was that back over here? I got my first job in the States. And then... Um, what was it? There was a choreographer called Shane Sparks. Okay. And do you, do you want So You Think You Can Dance? Yeah. So Shane was one of the main hip-hop choreographers on So You Think You Can Dance. <laughs> And I idolised his work. Yeah. And for at Tring, I did the choreography cup. This was this is a funny story. So the choreography cup at Tring is all about, you know, expressing yourself in a balletic form, very deep, highbrow. And I convinced my friend Abby, who was one of the girls that sung at my wedding, to do a hip-hop routine with me and went in in turquoise Adidas tracksuit <laughs> bottoms. And did always been a rebel. Yeah, clearly. and the song was called Shake. It was like shake, shake, just shake, yes. shake, just shake. Oh my god, I love that song. <laughs> that was 
All right. I need to get that song at the end of you because yeah. that's one of my favourite songs. Yeah. And I heard it a few years, like a year ago, and I just had like a little, the hook, and I was like, I can't remember the song, but I remember loving it. And it's <laughs> yeah. Shake, right? Shake. that down. So she sparked did a routine to Shake on So You Think You Can oh. Dance. So then I did the choreography cap, went in, and they were like, what is the name of your piece? I was like, shit, I haven't thought of a name. I was Shake. like, it speaks for itself. It speaks for <laughs> itself. And then proceeded to twerk hard. Did not get placed in the choreography camp. And then, so then to go to LA, I started doing Shane's classes and he picked me out to do this job. So to kind of have gone from watching So You Think You Can Dance and then like 18 months later. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. But they just, it was just ignorance on their part. They didn't kind of know what they were talking about in that, in that respect. And then I got my first job there, got an agent in LA and then I needed to come back to London to sort like visa stuff out got an agent in London and then ended up staying in London and then out of all of that what was your favorite job of everything yeah um I did a job with Kelly Rowland in Paris (gasps) that's cool and that was amazing Mm. because that was a massive arena show and we were dancing to all of like the biggest hits like they were blasting lose my breath yeah on like in an arena and you know dancing Kelly Rowland that was uh definitely like a great moment and then we all went out in Paris after got a hit on by Tiny Temper that was oh. good <laughs> I don't think I'm alone in that I think he's hit on a lot of girls <laughs> um, and but I was dating Johnny so that was never going to happen yeah. but I was like but I'll choreograph for you <laughs> um, and then that was pretty amazing doing X Factor was awesome because I got to work with Brian Friedman and he yeah. was Britney's main choreographer and he does a lot of the classes in Millennium, yes. doesn't he? And yeah. in LA. And yeah, if you get in his class, they have like the people. What's that program with the mums? Dance mums. Dance mums. They get the dance mums kids and they go and dance yeah. there. And they, right. It's a big deal. <laughs> it's I'm really going to introduce deal. you to I'm a not, whole I'm new there, world I'm online. I'm not a dance geek yet, I think. I well, I'm it. not. I just, I'm really not, but I am aware. Yeah. I'm vaguely aware. There's, it's amazing because we call people influencers now, but they are the founding fathers of our dance industry yeah. which mm. sounds quite niche because you go oh that's for dancers but it's not because that no. filters down into culture and it becomes such a bigger thing yeah totally um so to be able to work i mean brian was absolutely terrifying it was incredibly stressful yeah how, yeah. how, what how come were you just because he was so like intense about because and... i think i don't know if brian's ever going to listen to this but i think he was under a lot of stress himself so he would use the dancers as a bit of a punching bag sometimes mm. so He's probably feeling pressure pushes on to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And my sister, so my sister works with huge, huge, huge people. She is one of them now. But a lot of the time when people can act in that way, she's like, they just need a hug. Mm. Sometimes. Because they've probably got PR people and agents and everyone else just just, pulling them left and right. They're alone. They're traveling around all the time. They don't have. I don't know. Brian might listen to this and be like, no, you're just shit. I don't know. (laughs) 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 What years were you on um, X Factor? Um, 2008, 9, 10. Who was on 2010? Was that like Little Mix time? Alexandra Burke and JLS oh, and One that's Direction. When yeah. oh, that's when I watched it. that's when I watched it. They were it. the good years. And then Alexandra Burke, I danced for her and then, um, her Beyonce's choreography team yeah. did all of Alexandra Burke stuff because Beyonce was off having a baby. <gasps> and because Alex and Beyonce had sung together. So Beyonce had kind of like passed on her team. So cool. And um, so they held a big audition in London, booked it, and then <gasps> yeah, worked with did. Beyonce's team. Wow. Which is amazing. That's cool, yeah. 
That is so cool. So you've done so much. Okay, so that is your dance life. And when you started SOS, were you still professionally yes. dancing as well? Yes. So I, seen on the idea for Seen on Screen was born on the set of X Factor because 20 million people were watching the show and myself and all of my friends were the backing dancers for the stars. And it was very easy for me to say, oh, what are you doing next weekend? Do you want to teach a workshop for me? Mm. And they were one of the biggest backing dancers, but they're also my friends who I've known for years and years. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I wonder if something like that exists. Like, if you want to learn from the actual real backing dancers, yeah. I wonder if you can. And nothing, there was nothing, absolutely nothing like it. So that's where the idea came from. And then it took, like, maybe six months in development of... I wasn't in a hurry. I was only 22. I just turned 23 when I started the business. Oh, my goodness. And then I was at a, a party and talking to some random American. I don't even know who he is. And I told him the business idea, and he was like, oh, what, like, seen on screen? And I was like, yes, exactly like seen on screen. Yes, there's the name. Um, thank you very much. I'll you. trademark that. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and that's where it came from. And it was just a very organic thing. Like, oh, can you spoke to my accountant can you set up a limited company for me yes of course <laughs> <laughs> done um and it just went from there are you quite an opta uh, an optimist when it comes to business are you quite a like i'm just gonna do it and i'm just gonna see what happens i was yeah because i didn't it was ignorance is bliss i didn't yeah. know what the pitfalls were um but at the same time, I always had a very, very resilient belief in myself and mm. the company, which came from dance and came from drama school. Mm. Because all those times where I said, I'm going to be a dancer. No, you're not. Like I even had a meeting with my head of course and I said, I'm going to do this. She was like, look, you may not become a dancer, but you may fall into something in the industry. <laughs> like they really Cheers, didn't see yeah. it. But I did. And my friends, my you know my really my best friends around me they 100% did so being able to see a potential in something when no one else can mm. and believe in that is everything so I um I just knew I just was like I'm this is I'm gonna do it so I go to the bank with a business plan and I had you know like obviously a business model mm. of financial numbers and I didn't I just got on my calculator and was like well if we did this much then we make this much money and I put, like, just a little four, three tables, you know, like on Word or something, yeah. and just put some numbers in it. And he looked, my bank manager was like, this is your business? I was like, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, okay. And I got it. I got the loan. It's like £6,000. Um, I don't know. I hired a publicist, and she got it. And then we got um, really big press features, like a whole page in the Evening Standard, and she would get amazing press. People had come to class and then wouldn't come back because we didn't. We were too dancey, mm. and we made it about the art of dance rather than having a good time. And people were like, "I ain't got time for this." Yeah, it took eighteen months between two thousand and eleven and two thousand and thirteen to get it right of doing like pop up workshops here and there. Mm. And then we landed a piece of press in Emerald Street, which I don't think many people read anymore. It's Stylist's newsletter. Yeah, I heard people used to read it religiously. Yeah, I've never read it myself, but I've, I'm aware of it. It's like a, like a an email it's newsletter, isn't it? Like Refinery 29's newsletter yeah. now. And Emerald Street featured it in January as like the fitness thing to do. Um, and then the website crashed and it sold out. And that's yeah. how. It, and by that point, we'd figured out what not to do. 
and people were loving our classes and that's how it took off. So what's the formula now? What is the winning formula for you guys without giving away too many of your secrets? What, just for a class? Yeah, what's the, what's, what is the vibe? So you did it go from something that was quite dancing because you guys were used to like a dance class environment yes. to something more accessible to the general public? It's really evolved. It's definitely evolved. But the most important thing now is to make someone's day. Mm. That's our job. And dance is just a vessel for something a lot bigger which is to build someone up, make their day and make them feel like they can achieve what they want to achieve. If dance can give me the grit and the resilience that I've needed to build a business with no money really, mm. apart from money I've put into it, um, from the ground up and if dance can give me the backbone to do that, then it can give other people the same. So that's just what I want to give them, as many people as possible. I love that so mm. much. I think you're doing incredible things. What has been... The highlight of having your own business and what has been the lowest point? Highlight of having my own business. Oh, the Besides Lululemon this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. There's not really one highlight in particular. I would say one of them is that I know that I'm doing something. Like if, if I was a billionaire, this is what I would be doing. Yeah. So I know that I'm doing something that is really important and what I'm born to do. I'm quite spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we're all here for a reason and it's not a mistake and that you're there to use what you've been given. Mm. So to know that I feel like I'm on the track that I'm meant to be on is a really good payoff. And I feel like I'm living the life that I was born to live. So that that's nice. Yeah. Um, I would say that's the highlight. And having people that I really respect as my peers, mm. people that I look up to and then I see, like you or like other successful women, um, respect me back. That's a highlight as well. Just knowing that people that you really look up to, it's a mutual thing. That's nice. And also the independence Mm. and being able to say, I want to do this. And I did an interview the other day and they were saying, no, it wasn't. It was some some questionnaire thing. Whose permission do you need to do what you need to do? And I was like, nobody. Yeah, that's a good place to be in. A really good place. So they're the highlights. The lowest point is the financial side. It's just awful. Like the VAT returns, the learning how to budget. Yeah. Ben's nodding his head as someone oh, who owns a business. Oh, it's so painful. It's awful. You just, you, everything's going great. And then all of a sudden you're like, ah, where'd the money go? <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> We've been spending a lot, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Will, who looks after all our finances, is like, Ben, what have you been doing for the last three months? I'm like, ah, I don't really know. <laughs> it's just, it's, why don't they teach this at school? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I say this as someone who was about to go into starting my own business. So I'm listening this like, it's, 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 yeah, it, it is definitely, well, unless you've built that way, it's one of the hardest parts because it's so granular and, and yeah. it just, it has the biggest impact, underlying impact on all your business, on everything because you can have the best product and the best brand and, you know, the greatest marketing and loads of PR. But if you're not looking after that kind of financial loop underneath it, things can get out of control quite quickly. Because mm. it's real it's yeah. a lot of money and it's yeah. real money. Yeah. 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 Um, it's not Monopoly anymore, kids. No, no. So that's, that. it's been like a double-edged thing because it's been really, really, really stressful mm. because it's just me and the sole founder and sole responsibility is mine, which has its perks and obviously not so yeah. nice bits. But it's been eye-opening in terms of raising money and getting into the investment world. Yeah. And have, have you raised external capital? I wanted to. Yeah. And then I learned so much about, that's where my 
drive for feminism comes from. Mm. And I didn't realise what the big deal was because in dance, you're not discriminated against because of your gender. Like, it's just so, it's so not an issue. Mm. So I didn't really get what the whole big deal was. Like, Beyonce was like, who run the world? And I was like, great. Yeah, me. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, starting a business, again, it was fine. I never really felt it until I went into the financial investment world. And it was just, I just, it was like a, like a uh, cold water getting thrown yeah. over really? you. Did you yeah. just feel like you weren't being taken seriously? Yeah, because people would say it's too risky, it's early, and I'm like, I've got an established business. There's mm. more than yeah. what these people have got. Mm. I don't understand why they're, I'm risky and they're not. Mm. Um, you don't have a proper business background. You're not, you know, we can't, basically, they didn't, yeah, yeah. They didn't get it. They don't take the... I was thinking about this this morning, but dance, I think with female entrepreneurs... Female entrepreneurs create products for women. Yeah. But investors are 99% men. Mm. So True. they would look at a female product as fluffy or, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Or they would, don't see real value in it. They don't see, not in terms of it's not going to make me mm. a 10 times return in five mm. years. Um, or would my wife do it? But their wives are outside of our age bracket. Yeah. Would my daughter do it? Their daughters are normally too young for us. So if their wife or their daughter wouldn't do it, they don't get it. Yeah. And I just felt like I had to pigeonhole myself into a mould that I am really, really not. Um, so that was really hard. So the financial side of running the business has probably created a lot of stress. But what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I suppose you just take that resilience with you going forward. This is where the resilience is needed because yeah. it's so stressful. Like yeah. sometimes people talk about their stressful jobs and I'm like, what, what's stressing you out? I've got so many emails. I'm like, that's not stressful, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I deal with the bottom line here. Yeah. Mutual laughter of knowing pain. Knowing pain. Knowing pain. Yeah. So, but I feel like seeing on screen is everywhere at the moment. Thanks. I feel like you're just growing and you're just gathering momentum and pace mm-hmm. and it's really exciting time. You've just come off the back of your UK tour, taking yourself to all different cities across the country. That's pretty yes. huge. I know. I know it is. So you're going in the right direction. Going in the right direction. And I think I think other business owners or just self-employed people really would probably relate to this. But to make all of that noise and for people to, like, what you're seeing, mm. it takes years of yeah. grind. Yeah. And um, and hard work. So And it's every day. Yeah. Every, every day. Um, so it's that's awesome. But when people are like, oh, well, you know, did you ever expect it to be like this like, yes. yes I've been planning and working yes. for this for years yeah it's, it come as a surprise no so you started this in 2010 is that right 11 11 so this is seven years in the making mm-hmm. wow on my own oh I have wow. so much respect for yeah, you I'm that, gonna thank you tough. we are gonna talk we are <laughs> okay. gonna talk so what would be your three key things that you have learned on this dance entrepreneurial journey oh my god Put you on the spot. Three key things. Three, just three things that you've learned that may help other people who might be considering starting their own business. Any other female entrepreneurs out there? Um, power is in the women you surround yourself with. Great one. Definitely. Because I've been around people that have wanted to see me fail and wanted to see me succeed. And sometimes you you've got to be so careful with who you surround yourself with and Mm. sometimes people will be all smiles and they'll be nice to you but you've got to ask yourself if they could swap positions with you with you would they want what you've got Mm. and if the answer is yes you should normally treat them with a little bit of caution 
Um, whereas a lot of the time, for example, um, my team now, it's just such a wonderful team and they're mm. all so supportive. None of them want to run their own dance businesses. Yeah. None of them have any kind of jealousy or anything like that. And the female networks, especially in London, just because there's so much going on, there's so much activity, women want to see other women succeed. And mm. if you surround yourself with women who want to lift other people up, purely because they want the same thing as you, they want to see a world where 50-50, mm. uh, the world is run by 50% men and 50% women of all races and backgrounds. Mm. And if we all want the same thing, then we'll all push for that because it's bigger than any one of us. So I would say your power is in the women you surround yourself with. That would be one. should write that down. Yeah, definitely. We'll quote that. Yeah. Um, another thing for people starting businesses, test your market mm. and actually do it. Mm. A lot of the time people would say to me, oh my God, I can't believe you've done all of this. And I wouldn't get what the big deal was because I'd be like, well, I just did it. Like what's, whereas sometimes I think if you go to business school or I've got to do this and I've got to do this and I've got to do this, I've got to write this plan, I've got to write this presentation. You spend so much time on all this stuff without actually making any money or testing your customer. So just do it. Get out there and do it, I would say. Mm. Stop thinking so hard. It's not rocket science. It's actually very simple. Will people buy it, yes or no? Yeah. Um, and what would be the other third thing? Would be probably to not conform to anything that you think you should be. And you're, again, another source of power is knowing who you are and not being afraid to lead the way in that. So, like, I felt like I had to come out as myself in the business world Mm. because I was trying to be this, like, MBA graduate, which clearly I'm not. Like, we've just discussed, my A-levels are... <laughs> art and drama <laughs> and then I just like and then I you know danced for the rest of the time um but that's my that's my strength that's yeah. why my business exists and it's why I'm so good at what I do and if I tried to put pigeonhole myself into something I'm not I'm never ever going to fulfill my potential I'll never be as good as the people that are the thing I'm trying to be mm. I'll always fall short so I can only be myself I think they are Three incredible yeah, really, tips. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible Poignant. tips. It's a good job I'm filming this because I've forgotten what they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can people find you and where can they find out more about SOS and come to class and all that kind of stuff? So sceneonscreen.dance is the website. At sceneonscreen.dance is our Instagram. Um, you can follow me at Bonnie Parsons, um, which I'm trying to be more proactive about posting about. If you go on her Instagram, she's got a very beautiful yes. feed. Oh, I think it looked really nice. glamorous. Which one? Seen on screen? Or mine? Yours, Bonnie oh, Parsons. Oh, that's very nice. Um, I follow you anyway, but I felt like I needed to do an extra stalk before we started this. Okay. Interview, so <laughs> I'm, it's all fresh in my mind. I, I know. Thought, well, I want to do more business stuff, like behind the scenes, like when days are shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I probably shouldn't do it, but... I you should. Like, Seriously. But who's going to do that? Hi, guys. I'm just here doing a VAT return. <laughs> yes, but like I said... This is something I would like. There's yeah, an audience you only, for it. People only see the glamorous. Well, it's not even Absolutely, glamorous. Sometimes yeah. it just looks like they're having a good time and everything's going okay. <laughs> yeah, they don't yeah. see the anxiety well, at like 11 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Hi, guys. It's Sunday. I'm working yeah. again. Yeah. I'm working tomorrow too. <laughs> and the next day and the next day and the next day. Um, so that's where you can find me. I teach every Wednesday. Um, obviously for scene on screen. And you have and your scene on screen classes all across London, aren't they? They're, they're yes. all like pop-ups in different uh, gyms. Is that correct? Yes. So Southwark... Farringdon and Marble Arch at the moment. Do you have to be a member at those gyms to no. go and do the classes? You no, can just no, no. pop in and do the class. You book through Scene on Screen. So we hire the studio completely independently. Mm -hmm. You book everything through Scene on Screen through our app or our website. 
Um, we run about 15 classes a week. I have to say, like I said, I've done a couple myself. The best, as someone who used to stand at the back and just be, be very mean to myself throughout a whole dance class because I got so frustrated. Why did you do that? I was so frustrated I couldn't pick it up, like remember it. Okay. So I would just get really down on myself. Okay. But when I get it, I love it. And actually, I now remember the routines now I'm with you. It's interesting. Every time we've done a class together, I remember it mm-hmm. and I perform it. If my dance... Yeah, because my- you go and do like a solo with Abby. I know. So my, <laughs> you, guys probably, you might know Abby, my best friend. She always went to drama school with me. And so one of my dance teachers follows me on Instagram. She's another blogger too. Okay. And she's like, oh my goodness, girls, well done. And I said, you know... This is far better than anything I ever gave you in class. <laughs> I think the stress is off. I think for me, it's purely fun. Like you said, you, you're you such an empowering teacher. The okay. energy in the room is so positive. There's no judgment. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun. And I think, like from a fitness perspective, I think it's just such a fantastic way to move your body. And me trust too. me, dance is a workout. And you move, you use muscles you don't even realize you have. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're doing it when you really know how, when you really connect with your body and so I strongly encourage everyone from a fitness perspective to give it a go we were doing a little mix routine yesterday to the (gasps) new song Joan of Arc yeah I need to come to that class because I love little mix and the lyrics is drop it so low that your thighs get sore yeah and I was like great lyric um so that's what we did and my god the thighs were burning but it felt really good we did like floor twerks leg twerks Ben's getting very excited (laughs) (laughs) or terrified I don't know if my hips can handle that (laughs) Freak the floor, drop it so low that your thighs get sore. It was really you good. You know that absolutely inside out now, don't you? Well, yeah, you have to. Listen to it again and again and again and again. Maybe you should do a boys only one and we should get um, Ben along. I'm really All I'd be... I ever wanted. Wow. I'm really keen for that. <laughs> do it. Do yes. it. I think yeah, there's a stigma, isn't there, that all like the bar classes and dancing is just what, for girls. Well, all the, I don't know about you, but I the guys, guys I went to college with... They were stronger than anything. No, the, the misconception that all guys there are gay is so untrue. Um, there was a lot of straight guys who I went to college with, and they reaped the benefits. I won't lie. They reaped the benefits. This of all is the how I knew dancers. my um, husband was a keeper. This is a good story. So when I first, before seen on screen, when I was just a dancer, I started my own classes just to make some like money yeah. on the side, and because I wanted to do it. And no one was coming to class. Cause I had no way of promoting it. It was in Paddington. And so Johnny would come to my classes and there'd be like three people in class and Johnny. And then he brought all of his flatmates one time and he was right at the front. standing. He would come every week, every oh. week he would come. And he was standing right at the front and we do this warm up. Oh, you can't see it on the podcast, but like, like this. Yeah, she's doing shoulder rolls. Shoulder rolls. And Johnny couldn't do it. And he was, <laughs> I was cracking up laughing, but I didn't want people in class who were actual customers to know that he was my boyfriend. Yeah. I wanted them to just think he was a paying customer. And I was trying so hard not to laugh because I knew that I didn't want them to think I was laughing at them. Or being unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he would come every week and he was, yeah. Was You've got yourself a key yeah. for that. <laughs> you really do. You really do. Bonnie, this has been an absolute pleasure. Very good, yeah. This has been so insightful. You have many a bomb to drop. And mm-hmm. when I say bomb, I mean like Yay. a very empowering bomb. Like I feel really inspired and empowered by this. Oh, that's right. Thank you so much for having me. Our absolute pleasure. Yeah. And yeah, make sure you go check out Scene on Screen. Thank you so much. Yay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Waybox Podcast and tell us what you thought about today's episode. And make sure to keep an eye out on our social media as we want you to get involved with future episodes. Thanks. Thanks.